uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to the Christmas special edition of our Out Loud Microsoft monthly podcast. I have a Christmas present for you all in the form of my usual companion, Microsoft MVP and Skype Santa himself, Tom Arbuthnot from Modality Systems. There are a few news items which Tom summarises for us in this episode. We cover off the new office icons and have a look at the new voice features that have been announced for Microsoft Teams. Once we've finished the news, I try to tempt Tom into making some outlandish predictions for the Microsoft communication and collaboration portfolios into 2019. Annoyingly, all Tom's predictions seem to be based on evidence and make perfect sense, so we might not be able to show him up when they don't come true next year. Anyway, enough from me. Have a listen to the podcast. I I was going to say Merry Christmas, Tom, although we should say we are recording this slightly in advance of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, slightly, slightly ahead of schedule, but uh, I thought it was best to get it in the can before we all uh, go off and do the Christmas thing. Absolutely, just to get in the spirit of things, I you can't you can't obviously see because this is audio only. I have um, a full Santa elf outfit on, and I have a tray of mince pies next to me. So if at any point my speech is a bit muffled, that's because I have a mouthful of mince pies. <laughs> oh well, it was uh, it was the modality Christmas party last night, so if my speech is muffled. It's uh... It's more to do with hangover than uh, mince pies. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone that's listening, because this is going to be the last episode uh, of the Microsoft Monthly podcast for the year. And uh, as I said, we are recording it slightly early, and we potentially thought last month we were discussing just doing a sort of predictions episode where I tried to goad you into making lots of outlandish predictions about the Microsoft Teams and, and Skype for Business platform. <laughs> but, there, but there is actually a bit of news, and, it's, and it ties into a few of your predictions as well. Yeah, that's right. It's interesting because normally it kind of spins down in December, but as is with the new world of, of Microsoft, things are still chugging along and features are coming out. So yeah, there's some news we can talk about and, and it does flow into three predictions I've got for uh, 2019. So let's see see how hot I am as the year goes on next year, I think. Oh, we will definitely be... <laughs> I've, I've no doubt you will hold me to account at some point. So, so first of all, I think that probably the, the biggest piece of news potentially in history, and I know you did a, a LinkedIn post on this which is which has gone gone viral i believe is is the same <laughs> it, it are the new office application icons now that might not sound big but i mean that is huge everyone likes a new icon and let's face it everyone virtually uses microsoft office so new icons are pr- a pretty big deal yeah yeah there's a um uh, a complete well I say complete new set all the core applications have got a new set of icons uh, at the moment there it's just like a visual preview and there's a very um artistic medium post about all the influences of the icons and embracing a new world of work and stuff which if you're into the kind of uh, background it is quite interesting it's like you know they they're all supposed to be representative and, uh, and all new design concepts. But I think they're quite pretty. And like I think that's what people get excited about, really, is the LinkedIn post is just hundreds of, of likes and comments about which one's the prettiest and what they like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, su- I suppose podcast isn't really the medium to discuss new icons unless we want to go through and visually describe each one, which we're, de- we're definitely not going to do. But anyone who wants to see them can, can go on your post and have a look and, and pick which their favourite is. I think my personal favourite is is Excel. I don't know why, but I just like the Excel icon. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're supposed to be kind of, I don't know if metaphor is the correct design term, but the the, the PowerPoint is kind of pie chart-esque. The OneNote has little tabs. So, uh, yeah, I think they're quite smart. Yeah, very smart. So we'll, we'll move on from that. Microsoft Teams 
there is, there is some news actually early on in December uh, and a few, a few things you were telling me about in terms of the new voice features. Yeah, yeah. So we just had a bit of a roadmap update about what's coming purely on the, the team's voice track. And there's some important features and feature enhancements coming for people using Teams for their telephony. So uh, four, four big ones. Uh, the first one is group call pickup. So that's the scenario where you can have a call kind of uh, go to multiple people and anybody can pick it up. Uh, pretty um, interesting use case. So some offices, for example, will have the, you know, a number ring across multiple people. Similar scenario, but sort of the opposite is call park. So yeah, this is the one you hear a lot in retail is um, someone calls in, you park the call on 2002 and someone goes over the tannoy and says, can someone from the warehouse pick up on, on 2002? So you can start to see now that Microsoft are picking up some of the picking up some of the features that are more telephony specific. Yeah, and I suppose that those features which sound sort of sort of basic, and I, I remember from my time work, working in an office environment and very poorly processing <laughs> that came in, they're absolutely vital, aren't they? You, you want to be able to ring through to either a sales group or a technical group, and it is very useful to be able to, when someone rings up and says, oh, can I speak to Tom? I say, oh, he's not here. I'll just park this while I go and look for him. Features like that are very important practically within organisations. Yeah, very much so. And this is this is more about rounding out Teams as a, a, a proper UC voice telephony platform is it, it's it's clearly, you know, strong on knowledge workers already. I make calls, I receive calls, but as they add these features um, and two more that are coming are a shared line appearance. So that's the idea of having a single line show up on multiple people's uh, systems so they can pick up multiple calls. So that's the classic, like my PA also sees my line, can also see it ringing, can also pick it up. Those features are really rounding out the ability for users. The last one is more of a technical one and it's location-based routing. And that's about re-meeting regulatory requirements in certain parts of the world that kind of stop you mixing VoIP and PSTN calls on the same system for legal reasons or for, you know, they want to get the revenue reasons, whatever the reason is, that there's some legal requirements there where you need to consider the location when you're routing a call. So good good signs that you're seeing that Microsoft are kind of matching or starting to match more of the Skype abilities and the Skype server abilities and unlocking Teams as a voice platform for more business use cases. And I suppose when we talk about that, Skype obviously has been established for a long time and and a lot of development work was done obviously by Microsoft, but also third parties. And and it just shows the the continuation of that that investment in Teams. And the other thing we're waiting for, which relates to that, is is the Teams IP phones. Yeah, yeah, we're still waiting on those as well. So those have been kind of pre-teased quite a lot. We've seen Yay Links, we've seen Audio Codes, we've seen Polycom's um, Trio but they're still not generally available. So that should be, I believe, Q1, those are coming in, and that'll be another big piece of the puzzle is you can have first-party Teams IP phones. So you can connect Skype traditional, Skype for Business IP phones through a gateway to Teams, but these will be made for Teams phones with the fancy Cortana and the new UIs and abilities. And, and like we were saying before, it just it just increases that simplicity and, and ease of use and, and making teams a proper voice platform. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As we go into 2019, it's going to be more and more business cases around telephony where yes, teams can do that, yes, teams can do that, which unlocks it for more people. Uh, one of the pieces that I was reading on your blog, which I, which I require further illumination from you on, is the the new Microsoft browser news. Now, now I read this, and as we know, I'm a bit of a technical dummy. This this seemed relatively complicated. So, so what's going? What's happening to Edge? What's happening? Yeah, with the Microsoft browsers. This is yeah. This gets a bit techy. So, um, or I'll, I'll try and clarify it. So, so first off, it's a, it's a rumor. It's unconfirmed. Credit to Windows Central who first broke this. So, Microsoft used to have Internet Explorer as their browser. And they bundled it into Windows, and lots of people used it. And and slowly it became outdated and unloved by people. And and Google Chrome kind of took over as the, the go-to browser. And and Microsoft decided they wanted to build a fresh browser and compete in the market. So they built a browser called Microsoft Edge, which is their new Flash super-fast browser. And it works on a different rendering engine. So the thing that makes the web pages come up is called a rendering engine, and they have their own. And it, it's called Edge HTML, and it renders things really fast, and it's lightweight on the battery, but it's something that Microsoft have to maintain. And on the other side, on Google Chrome, they they have an open source project called Chromium, which is essentially how they build a browser and how they render. And Chrome and Chromium have kept adopting new web standards, have kept up to date, and have abilities that Edge HTML doesn't. And it seems like the rumor, if, if proved true, is Microsoft are going to throw in the towel on building their own rendering engine because they've got somewhere between 4 and 8% of the browser market for Edge, depending on which stat counter you believe. They're just going to adopt Chromium, which is the open source framework version of Chrome, use the same rendering engine. They'll probably have their own brand. It'll probably still be maybe even still Edge, but the underlying engine will change. You've explained that well, and, and that does make more sense. And I suppose it makes more sense from a Microsoft perspective, doesn't it, in terms of they're not going to necessarily have to worry about the background development of the rendering. They can concentrate on the the, the UI, which Chrome has done very well, and, and Microsoft should be capable of doing very well. Yeah, exactly. And this is, again, new Microsoft. It's like, well, why are we fighting for this battle to have this technical ability when there's an open source option that somewhere between 60 and 70% of the browser market are already using that if individual websites are going to optimize for anything, they're going to opt for the optimize for the dominant platform. And even in the product groups internally, and this is where the news comes to teams a little bit is like, so why the teams team, the product group have to build for multiple browsers. And at the moment they have to build for edge uh, HTML and they have to build for Chromium and Chrome. And if, Microsoft adopt the same browser, that's one less thing for them to do, and that's one less thing for them to test and optimize for. And I suppose it, it's good just thinking of a of a general technology point. I suppose it does make sense in all areas of technology. Once a, a platform's been established, for everyone to sort of consolidate to that platform, because like you said, it, it'll enhance the development rather than lots of... The, the example that springs to mind, and I may well cut this if it's ridiculous, is... <laughs> Is, is VHS and Betamax, you, you know, if you standardize on one platform and just develop that, it, it would surely accelerate the growth a bit more. Is, is that a stupid analogy? No, no, I think that's a solid analogy, like a slightly old school one, but you know, uh, <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you, um, you're like, and this is the way, you know, Microsoft are going with a lot of open source stuff. It's nice because open source means, you know, nobody 
commercially owns it so other people can use it and why why spend lots and lots of development cycles building something that's not adding value why don't you put those into something that is adding value for people yeah no it makes makes complete sense right let's um let's go on to to some predictions so i i was saying to you when we were doing the prep before this that i i did a bit of research surprisingly as i never normally do to try and do some predictions and i i basically came up with nothing so i thought what i would do I'll try and, as I said, I'll try and goad Tom into making some outlandish speculative predictions and, and try and get you to stick to those into, into 2019. So is there anything that, that springs to mind immediately that you think that this could well happen or this is going to happen? It does feel like the subtitle of this podcast is let's try and get Tom in trouble. So let's see how we do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> or let's try and catch Tom out, which is the other thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so I've got three, I think, that uh, are interesting. Uh, the first one actually is directly off the back of that Chromium news. So if that if that is true and Microsoft are going to build a browser around Chromium, that's very interesting for Teams because at the moment, the Teams desktop application is built on a, an open source framework called Electron. Um, again, interesting new Microsoft, we build on an open source framework that would have been unheard of years ago. Electron, uh, and bear with me, uses Chromium as its browser, basically. So it's just a packaged browser, sort of, kind of. And, and that is the same way that the Yammer desktop application works as well. So it's something inside of Microsoft that is not just Teams, it's you can box a web app into a desktop application. Now, uh -huh. funny. Funny thing is, is Microsoft Store, their app store, don't allow non-edge rendering. So they want you to use edge in that store because of they know what it is and security and whatever other reasons they claim to have. Um, but if Microsoft are going to adopt Chromium as their browser, surely that means potentially they unlock Chromium as a valid option in their store, which means they unlock Electron in their store, which means for the first time, potentially in 2019, the Yammer and Teams apps could go into the Microsoft Store. So that's my first prediction. If Microsoft unlock allowing Chromium in their App Store, then we could see Teams as a first-class citizen in their App Store, which just brings the story nicely together. Oh, I like that because that's sort of speculation off the back of speculation, but d but does seem to make logical sense. So that I like that, Tom. That's a good start. Yeah, and it's a very, very measurable one. So we'll see. We'll be talking next Christmas. We'll see if I was right or wrong or if that comes together. So that's an interesting one, I think. Yes, I'll look forward to that. And what were you thinking in terms of other predictions? Yeah, so another one, um, just based on market feel, is at the moment, Microsoft Teams does kind of three things in the box. So it does communications, i.e. it can be your private chat or your instant messaging and your phone system. It obviously does meetings and it does the team workspaces, the collaborative chat scenario. So it's really three applications in one application. And that's the value proposition is bring all your comms and collab together in one place. Um, and I, I believe that is a good thing. However, that is quite a lot for an enterprise to take on in one project. So if they just want to do teamwork collaboration, then they can turn that on as a feature on its own, not do instant messaging or chat, not do it as a phone system, but just do text-based Slack-like collaboration. If they just want to turn on meetings, there's a new meetings first mode coming where actually my business use case is I just want to have, I want to replace WebEx, I just want to use Teams for meetings. So they have a meetings first. What they don't have today 
is a UC only mode or a UC first mode where they disable the team's collaboration piece. Um, and I think that's a an opinion from Microsoft that the value is in the stack, so why would you only want to do one thing? And I get that from a certain point of view, but also um, from a modality customer point of view, we quite often see in customers that are just like my Avaya's end of life, I just want to replace my phone system. We're going down the cloud route, we're going down the 365 route, but I've got to do this by March. I'm not ready to have the business conversations around Teamjet. Can you just make it be a, a phone system, an instant messaging system? That that makes perfect sense. And I, I was thinking that that must be something that you hear from a modality perspective. And I suppose for, from any customer perspective, and, and I was thinking along the lines of the ease of migration from Skype, but, but you used another example of, of any potential legacy phone system, being able to pull those different pieces of the team's jigsaw and use them at any point is, is only surely going to help Microsoft with, with migrating people towards that. Yeah, you can you can argue it both ways, I guess, potentially. So you can say, well, it would be better if the Teams mode is always in the box and the icon is always there because people will discover it. So you give it to them for phone system and they discover Teams and they start using it more. That's one argument. But the counter argument is it's just... I just want to simply get the phone thing done first, then turn the other things on. And I certainly see that, particularly if it's a, a, a traditional quote unquote UC telephony project, that team are just responsible for making voice work. It's more like the SharePointy digital workplace collaboration team that want to push the uh, collaboration workspaces. So quite often in enterprises, there is not one team with one strategy that aligns to the exact timeframes. It's just this team want to replace WebEx or this team wants to replace the phone system. So my second prediction is that there'll be some kind of UC only mode or UC first mode in 2019. Well, I like it and also very measurable as well. So I, I like that. Yeah, I'm, set, I'm setting myself up here, aren't I? So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you, should, you should have done really intangible, very difficult to quantify predictions. But no, I, li I like this time. So what, what's your final prediction? Yeah, so final one is uh, a little bit more intangible, actually. Uh, so we'll give myself a softball for measuring here. Uh, I think the, this is almost uh, an obvious one, but I think we'll see some practicality come through on this. And this is more AI and machine learning and cloud scale stuff in Teams. So the pitch for a while from Microsoft has been, why Teams, why Microsoft? Well, because we have Azure, we have Office 365, we have all the AI and ML. They're investing an insane amount of money in AI. All big companies are at the moment. But in theory, in the UC space and the collaboration space, Microsoft's understanding of how the enterprise works, because they've got calendar, because they've got email, because they've got Yammer, they've got documents, and their ability to process that information with AI and machine learning should mean Teams gets more and more features that a point solution just couldn't create. Even if Cisco have the best AI in the world, they don't have all the information at their fingertips around the documents stored in SharePoint or the this stored there or how this person and that person interact. So I think next year we'll see some really good use cases for where AI and machine learning are adding genuine value to people's days through through the Teams application. Oh, well, that would be really interesting to see. And, and I said I didn't have any predictions, and, and I didn't. But I thought, can I try and trip Tom up with some prediction-style questions? And one of them sort of links into what you were just saying there. I was assuming, and, and this now now I'm reading it, sounds in incredibly simplistic, that could we expect to see more integration with, with Teams and the rest of the Office application suite next year? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's that's almost a given. Um, it certainly feels like Teams is the 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 jewel at the moment for Microsoft and Office 365. So we've just seen you know further integration with OneNote. We're seeing some other bits and pieces around there. Microsoft are definitely seeing Teams as a front door. I, I think practically in enterprise there might be some need still for separation. So we'll we'll see how that goes down with customers. But certainly, I think uh, if that's your prediction, I think it's a uh, a smart one to bet on. I mean, now you've made it sound like the worst. It's like saying it will rain next year. <laughs> so and anyway, you've, yeah. Yeah. But, will will, I, will Microsoft want to sell more teams next year? Yes, that is yeah, abso- absolutely. <laughs> the the th- second sort of question I was, I was thinking of, from, following on from what we were talking about last month with the with the automatic upgrades of of a very small sample size of Skype for Business Online users to Microsoft Teams. Do, do you think we are likely to see that accelerated? Not not just the migration of, because we know Microsoft are keen to do that, not just the migration of Skype for Business Online users, but do we? Do you think, and I realise I'm potentially putting words in your mouth here, we <laughs> could see that automatic upgrade in, increased? Yeah, and this is a tricky one to talk about because obviously I can't speak on behalf of Microsoft, but um, I, I think you can definitely assume that Microsoft wants to get people away from Skype Business Online and on Teams. They believe Teams is better for people. They know that if you give admins and customers a decision to make, a button to click, most will not. Like, that's just the fact of life. You email admins, they've got more things to do. So I certainly think Microsoft will continue with some kind of automatic update process. I think it'll be very feedback driven how fast or slow that goes. Um, so we'll see. But I think you, you can you could bet that Microsoft want to get more people off of Skype Business Online and onto Teams. And one way to do that is to keep pushing with automatic updates for sure. Yeah, very, very diplomatically handled that. Did you like that? Yeah, I put my best uh, my best diplomacy hat on there. <laughs> yeah, you've been listening to Brexit negotiations somewhere. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I, th- I think that's, that's pretty much it for the prediction. For, first of all... To, what what have you got planned over over the Christmas? Are, are there any events remaining in the end of the year, or are we waiting now until January? Yeah, nothing nothing in uh, physical events, as far as I'm aware. Although the Ignite tour is is ongoing, so um, Ignite is doing a multi city tour. So certainly not towards the end of this year, but early next year, it's worth looking. I think London is February. In terms of online stuff, very soon after the announcement, uh, the release of this podcast, so you may be able to catch it, or you may want to check the. Um, the forums afterwards there's a, a teams engineering team a bit of a mouthful the, the product group people are doing an ask us anything session on the on microsoft tech forums i think this is really cool this is genuinely you can rock up to the tech forums and ask microsoft anything or give your opinion on anything and they're there to respond and, and give input so if you know people who listen to this podcast probably have opinions on on this this vertical and this product that's a good opportunity to say, well, I think this should happen or what happened with this thing or why don't you do that thing? I think it's very good of Microsoft to do that in an open forum as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's on the 12th. So if, if I get the podcast out in time, we'll put the details uh, in for that. And that, that does sound like a, a good idea. Although it's not really a service I need because I just ask you, Tom, and you the general oracle. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I certainly try and, try and keep up and... Uh, the thing I usually do with the AMAs, because I, I like to be on, on what's going on, is afterwards I'll do a blog post kind of picking out the uh, the key bits of information, because quite interestingly, it's it's engineering answering. So some stuff that wouldn't go out on a corporate professional Microsoft blog, 
they're like, oh yeah, this thing's coming in Q2, or no, we're not doing that thing. So there are some real interesting insights that come out of the uh, Ask Microsoft Anything sessions. Well, we will look forward to that. It's been a pleasure recording the podcast with you during the year, Tom, and I certainly know a lot more about the Microsoft communication and collaboration platforms than I did at the start of the year. So thank you so much, as always, uh, for appearing, and, and I hope you have a really very Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks. Same to you. It's been uh, it's been fun this year, and I think we've got uh, off air. We've been talking about some plans to do some other bits and pieces next year. So, any any feedback any of the listeners have got on what they want to hear more of or less of, or what they want us to do, we'd love to hear that. Uh, Christmas is a good time to to throw some opinions at us. Uh, hope you and everybody has a good Christmas. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, Tom. Cheers, Patrick. Talk soon. It's been a great year chatting with Tom. So a massive thanks to him for coming onto the podcast every month and sharing his expertise on the Microsoft stack with us. As he mentioned, none of this would be possible without you. So if you have any feedback at all, please get in touch with either of us on Twitter or LinkedIn as we want to make the Out Loud Microsoft monthly podcast even more useful for you in 2019. All suggestions are welcome. We already have some big plans, so make sure you subscribe to the series and we'll keep on bringing you all the latest Microsoft communication and collaboration news next year. Thanks for listening, though, and I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.